Welcome to Two Guys, A Girl and a Movie Podcast with Adam, Lee and Josie, your hosts, taking an analysis of some beloved movies, both blockbuster and lackluster. Grab a bowl of popcorn and see if their collective score and analysis matches your views. It's time for Two Guys, A Girl and a Movie Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of Two Guys, A Girl and A Movie Podcast. I'm Adam. I'm Josie. And I'm Lee. Yes, you are. And we're here today for an Adam pick. It's one of mine. So here lucky me. Go. And uh, today we're going to be taking a look at the 1979 movie Alien. A uh, quite a quite a massive movie, in fact, uh, both for the time and dare I say, even now, still to this day, uh, was directed by the legendary Ridley Scott, who you may know from such classics as Blade Runner. Uh, he did Gladiator as well. What are some of your Ridley Scott faves, Lee? I don't mean we haven't got the time to go through it. Okay, fair. Yeah. Um, okay, so an introduction to the film. Um, in the distant future, a crew of commercial spaceship people on the the oh, I've already fucked this up. Uh, the crew of the commercial spaceship. Nostromo uh, are on their way home and they pick up a distress call from a distant moon. The crew are then under the obligation to investigate and the spaceship descends upon the moon and after a rough landing three crew members leave the ship to explore the area on the moon at the same time they discover a hive colony of some unknown creature and the ship's computer deciphers the message to be a warning not a distress call and sorry I, I took the long one of IMDB's descriptions. Of course you did. When and and the that's eggs, the whole episode. <laughs> when one of the eggs is distributed, the crew realises they are not alone on the spaceship and must deal with the consequences. So we're, Adam, we're pretty much done now. That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, so Adam, that, that take was better. We should use that take when we do this again. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so this is a, a big movie. It uh, won Best Special Effects and Visual Effects mm. uh, for the Academy Award there, and it was also nominated for Best Art Direction and Set Decoration. I Yeah, I'm for that. Like I, that. I, I thought for, you know late 70s the set was insane was amazing yeah and uh yeah look i'll touch on it a bit later um but yeah amazing visuals and the reason why i picked this one and i said this to lee when we actually picked it um was that we hadn't done anything so far beyond the 80s so i wanted to go something older 1979 is only just one year before way to to think outside the box (laughs) well when are you guys going to bring anything older to the table i said elvis and you guys both shut me down. Elvis so. is in the movie that came out last year. No, as in one of Elvis's movies. Oh, well, I mean, I'd, I'd do that, sure. But anyway, I wanted to do something 70s, also something sci-fi. I know Lee is a massive sci-fi oh, fan. Oh, don't even I get him started. Don't um, and also, whilst I'm a big horror guy, this movie kind of blurs the lines between sci-fi, horror, and suspenseful thriller. It does. So my favourite genres all mashed into one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, which is why I'm really excited about hearing Josie's <laughs> synopsis on this today. Uh, but before Woo. we do, um, we've done the synopsis. We want to know... Uh, each, each person's relationship with the movie. Um, I'll start with Lee. <laughs> um, look, this is this is an iconic film from me growing up. Um, as Adam mentioned before, I am a massive uh, sci-fi nerd, and this is a staple sci-fi movie. It really is, isn't it? It is. It, like if you're a, if you're a science fiction nerd and you like that kind of genre, this is one of the go-to movies that you have to watch or you have to have watched. It's a it's a benchmark, and I would even go as far as to say it's a benchmark to which all sci-fi movies must almost be measured to. 
sometimes I just fucking love you, Lee. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the other times you really hate me. The 90% yeah. of the yeah. time he yeah. does yeah. there, there is There is very little in between. But no, I mean, it's true. It's, it's one of those sci-fi movies that blurs many lines. It's undeniably sci-fi, but it's also not standard sci-fi fare. No, no. And that, I think that's part of its attraction and part of the reason why it did such uh, so well uh, and, and it holds up today um, because it doesn't sort of fit, as you mentioned before, it's blurred lines in regards to the genres that it fits in. Stop saying blurred lines. I just think of this song and now I've got it stuck in my head. Sorry. Uh, I, don't, I don't really have another way to put it. So it's, it's a, ma- a mix or a mash of, a, a mash of genres. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, it doesn't fall into the into any particular lane as far as, uh, well, I mean, it's more sci-fi than anything else, but it, it strays out of that lane very, very quickly and it, and it goes above and beyond, which is part of the reason why it's so good. It really does. It has such an iconic look, which I'm going to touch on later. But before we do, Josie, your relationship with this movie, this is your first time watching for you, isn't it? Absolutely nothing. There was no connection whatsoever to this movie other than it's been, you know, uh, talked about or, um, you know, when we had our staff party a couple of months ago with um, our friend Lima dressing up as Ripley. I had no idea who she was until you guys told me. And now that I've seen it, I'm like, holy shit, she did an amazing job. She killed it. She killed it. Uh, But other than that, just references in other movies. What references did you know? Oh, oh, I I can't think of any on the top of my head, but I feel like that it is brought up quite a bit in other movies. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty big on pop culture. In in general, you know, people bring it up somehow. Um, But other than that, this is uh, fresh for me. Normally sci-fi and horror aren't my cup of tea, so... So it's uh, safe to say that it was a... uh Alien movie for you then, hey, Adam? Hey, do you hey, want to? Hey, 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 hey. Adam, I, I, I can't um, leave. Just move um, on. Just but, move on away from uh, it. The the other thing is that um, so this is not only the first movie for you, but it's the first in a massive step into what is a huge franchise. Yeah. Okay. So there's four actual Alien movies. There's two Alien prequels, two Alien versus Predator movies, oh, a boy. shitload of comic books, couple of video games. It is. A massive world all spawned from this one movie. And what are they, like, are all of them good? Or is it like, uh, you know, did, Indiana Jones where we talk about let's not no, talk about the fourth one type of thing? For, for me, and this is going to bring up some contention, I think, as far as listeners and everybody has their own opinions about it. Mm. Uh, for me, I I agree with the IMDb, IMDb scores uh, with the Alien franchise as they do steadily decline. And I think the quality of the movies do steadily decline. Mm-hmm. With that being said, though, um, they are a great romp and it's great to jam it in when you do actually have yourself an Alien fest. I did see that it's quite big gaps between the movies. Like it's yeah. not like two years or something. It's like seven or eight years between each yeah. of the Yeah, so 79 the is the first one. Aliens 86, 86. is 86. And then there's Alien, like a 90, yeah, Alien 3 was like, nah, man, it's like 92 for Alien 3. And I think Alien Resurrection was like 98. Eight or maybe, yeah, 97, maybe. 98, roughly. Yeah, that's ma- without actually looking. Massive gaps, but like normally yeah. with like the, but, you know. Yeah, and I think that's the big reason why when Prometheus came out, obviously as the prequel, it was such a big thing. It's also Ridley Scott going back to his franchise. That's right. That's oh. right. It was. It was. So, it was. I remember the hype coming out when Ridley Scott obviously um, was at the helm again for Prometheus, mm-hmm. and it was obviously an aliens. Uh, sorry, an alien uh, prequel. Um, all the all the the closet alien fans, which just came out of the closet and just went, "Oh my god, it's happening again." And I think that's a big part of the hype that came with it because I actually don't think that that movie lived up to the expectation. I don't think it did either, but I do enjoy it. Yeah, it is good, yeah. but it's not great. It looks phenomenal. And I'm going to touch on that a little bit later as far as the visual effects and whatnot is concerned, but yes. yes. Yeah. As someone that has not seen any of these movies, how can they continue this whole alien thing for so many times? Like, you know, uh, spoiler alert, she you know, lets it go at the end of the movie – 
It's not the same alien. The, the stories. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. Do they just keep going to different spots? Or no, so like? what it is, is is the story's not so much as much as they kind of did anchor it around the Ripley character. It's mm. more about the story of the Xenomorph, which is what the alien is, and the Wayland Utani Company. Okay, gotcha. That's basically yeah. that's one thing that'll run throughout the entire everything that's, of it. That's just what I was thinking at the end of it. I was like, how did they? keep making movies like how can they just keep getting her to go greedy business yeah. yeah and ripley is more more of the the i guess the anchor to take people to the next step because she's the connection between them all okay that was the whole point at about least the original ripley core four yeah yeah, yeah. um uh just <laughs> we've gotten so much into it and i love it uh my relationship with this film i saw aliens first so i saw the sequel Oh. Before I saw the original, okay. why? Yeah, as you do, I don't know. I was young, okay. um, and I'd, I heard about this movie, Aliens, and Aliens, the sequel, is a very different movie. This is like suspenseful thriller. That one is a balls out action movie, and I think you'd really dig it. Okay, so um, I prefer the the second to the first. Okay, Adam. Just while we're on that subject, um, can I get can I, can I just get a personal opinion from you? Yeah, is mm-hmm. Ali- Aliens better than Alien? I have switched so many times in <laughs> my life. I want to say I think Alien is a better movie. Yep. But Aliens is so much more fun. Yeah, okay. Josie talked a little bit about how like she found it very slow or whatever. Mm. Aliens, don't fuck yeah, around. Yeah, that, that's fair. That's fair. If you were stuck on a desert island and you can only take one of them and you can only watch one of them forever, which one would you take? I'll take Aliens. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Also, Aliens is uh, James Cameron. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing oh. is the Ripley character herself is very important. Like I remember a couple of years ago when Elizabeth Banks made that really shitty uh, Charlie's Angels movie and she's like, men don't want like strong female characters. You had Ripley who was like a staple throughout the 80s and 90s of like tough female heroines same as like Sarah Connor and the likes or whatever yeah, like, oh, yeah. how important of a character is Sigourney Weaver's Ripley she, I believe she got she got nominated for an Oscar once for that didn't so she, she for ne- Aliens so she never got any awards or anything for I her I think she got nominated for I'm just going to check this uh, talk amongst yourselves uh, I think look personally if she's going to get an Oscar award it should be half, it should definitely be for Heartbreakers right she got nominated uh, oh. she got nominated for best don't, Act- don't even I love that movie so much yeah, Sigourney Weaver got nominated for best actress in a leading role for aliens okay yeah yeah right and, and not heartbreakers yeah I, I i wanted to bring heartbreakers in there because that was obviously a connection for josie and i knew that would find you there no she's been nominated for three uh three oscars best actress for gorillas in the mist and aliens and best supporting actress in working girl oh, rigged yeah rigged. i mean and you know if, if you were to compare alien because you obviously haven't seen aliens mm. if you were to compare alien to heartbreakers which one would you pick jobs oh heartbreakers oh, for well, sure who doesn't love a little bit jennifer, of jennifer love, love hewitt, hewitt. <laughs> I have no idea what yeah, you guys are talking Adam's about. Adam's looking at us really perplexed right now. Who, who's the guy in it that sadly passed away recently? Um, um, Gene Hackman. Gene no. Hackman's still alive. Um, the the seedy guy that oh, – anyway, that's another day. Okay, well, I saw Aliens and I saw Alien after. And I remember as a kid, I didn't quite like Alien as much because it's a lot less action and yeah, Aliens is just like – Bam, bam. Balls out swinging action movie yeah, yeah, from, yep. from start to finish. Um, but as I grew up, I appreciated Alien so much more and the way it builds and the way it looks and everything is done. Like, don't get me wrong. I love the Alien itself is amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But as you grow up as well, you find out so much more of the intricacies about this movie, about how it is about this 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 company. Well, yeah, I think you're right. The, the, the building blocks for Aliens becomes a lot better with, with Aliens starting off the franchise. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we'll start off with basic casting. Um, I'll run through some of them. You've got Sigourney Weaver, who is amazing. And what a babe. You don't want my connection to the film? You already did it. Oh, I didn't. Is, you your, did. is your memory disappearing? Is it? Did you do it? 
Yes, you did do it. No, I didn't do it. Yes, you did. I promise you I didn't do it. You were talk- You were first. No, I wasn't. She I was went first. second. No, I went second. No, nah, your, your, memory's, your memory's gone. <laughs> okay, do it again. We're, okay, we're, you- we're 12 minutes in and we'll go back and listen I to this. I cannot wait to talk. Like, to, to re- you start off saying you're a big sci-fi nerd. Yeah, I'm a big sci-fi nerd, but we didn't talk about when I watched it and okay, how old oh, I was. No, I actually, go, go. I want to okay. hear this. I also, we'll just before we start this, mm-hmm. I also want to I want to open, I want to uh, congratulate Josie for the opening of what could be a wonderful relationship between you and sci-fi. Uh, mm. So when you have finally no. the opportunity to finally watch Stargate, it's not have happening. a much better understanding and appreciation for that film. Um, we are doing Stargate. Yeah, yeah eventually. Don't make we'll, me do it. You'll don't be outvoted. Don't make me do it. I don't really want to do it, but I want to do it, so you have to watch it. <sighs> I'm going to make him watch some, like, notebook. You already have. I watched The Blind Side. Heartbreakers. Heartbreakers. Yeah, look, the the film for me, I was obviously, um, I think I was in my mid-teens when I watched it, so it actually, huh. so it, would have been, it wouldn't have been until mid-90s that I actually finally sat down and watched it. As a kid, I wasn't a huge fan of horror films, um, but obviously growing up with sci-fi films, love sci-fi films, but Alien for me was more of a grey area and I always considered it to be more horror than sci-fi that now obviously looking back and looking and watching it now that's obviously incorrect there are horror aspects of it but it is definitely a sci-fi heavy film um, it, but it, it does blur those lines in the way that it's essentially if you took the <laughs> I don't know why I just anyway if you took the alien out and you put in like a, death stared at a, him a, a, like a slash it's essentially a slasher in space yeah correct like, yeah correct yeah. sorry um, continue yeah yeah but again it's one of those things where it wasn't really up my alley for watching horror films as a young teenager um, mm-hmm. but obviously I was big on sci-fi so I gave it a go um, and yes obviously whilst there were horror aspects to it it still remains more of a sci-fi for me personally than anything else and it was enjoyable. Yeah. And then obviously thus spawned pun the pun um, <laughs> uh, spawned the, uh, the 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 um, the the franchise for me and obviously watching the rest of them. Did you watch them in order? Yes, I did. Oh, cool. As they came out, which yeah, is awesome. and you know up until that stage it probably wouldn't have been until you know maybe 2000 that I obviously was watching the films. So moving forward the the rest of the films to follow I obviously was watching as they came out, but up until that point, it was Alien, then Aliens, Aliens, and then Aliens Three, and then so on and so forth. Um, <clears throat> and um, yeah, I, I grew a, 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 a appreciation for the film. I think me being the age that I was when I watched it was the right age to do it because obviously watching it as a kid probably wouldn't have done anything for me. Yeah, a lot of the um, yeah, like the bureaucracy of the uh, the Wayland Utani company was sort of over yeah. my head when I was a kid. Yeah, and you know, obviously the the impact of um, the impact of like uh, what the company actually wants to do with the aliens, yeah. and so far and so yeah. on, and so forth. That all of that wouldn't have made sense to me as a kid, and um, I'm glad that I got to watch it when I did because it did make sense. Yeah, definitely. Uh, do you have a favor of the franchise? Uh, that, again, it's, that's a really good question. Um, it's out of the first two, isn't it? Look, it has to be between the two of them, but you can't really compare the first two mo- the first two movies because they are so different. Yeah, but they're the same uh, franchise, so you have to. They, they are, they are. And I know that you and I have had constant conversations about the comparisons between which Star Wars is better. Again, Always. Uh, again, you know, that's... Don't an, go into it, don't do it. That's another conversation, right? Um, it look, is, especially because Josie's never seen any Star Wars. I, I have, I've dabbled in it. When I've been babysitting when I was younger. Josie, you don't dabble in Star Wars, I dabble. okay? It's better than not seeing it. Oh. 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 Okay. Anyway, okay. Alien. Alien. Okay. 
Aliens is probably a, a better of the two for me. It's more fun. It's yeah. it's the uh, yeah, yeah. It's easier to watch. Oh yeah. Um, like a lot of people shit on Alien Resurrection, but I have I find it so much fun. Well, I mean, as far and I agree with Josie. I mean, I've watched this movie several times before, but I agree with Josie's commentary before about obviously she made mention of uh, of it obviously uh, being a little bit difficult to watch. Uh, mm. To start off with, took me three goes. Yeah, yeah, three I, goes. I, I get that, and I understand, and that's coming from a guy that watches the that's watched the film before and likes the film. I understand the build up is a slow burn, and I get that, and that's probably why Aliens is probably better for me. I checked high impact. No one talks until seven minutes in. Yeah, they don't need to. They're good actors. They can act without speaking. But and there the was script, just yeah, the nothing script, the script to is it. Solid. It doesn't need it. Script's incredible. Dan O'Bannon uh, did the uh, screenplay. Um, but, okay, let's go into the basic casting. You've got Sigourney Weaver. Are we all uh, all team Sigourney here? Yes. Yep, yep. Uh, probably well-known from, I guess, Gorillas in the Mist. Uh, she's in the Ghostbusters movies. Heartbreakers. 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 Uh, Thank you. Avatar. Oh, yes. Avatar. Uh, Cabin in the Woods. So we all like her. So we, we can just say that she absolutely fucking rules. Yep, she's in great. In everything. And, uh, yep, uh, Tom Skerritt. He's yeah. been in such a variety of he things. He really has, hasn't he? Like uh, Top Gun's a big one. Yep, yeah, yeah. That's the first thing I think of when I think Tom Skerritt. But that he's been in like Willard Grace and Ted and things like that. Yeah, he's also been in The Other Sister if you want to get Yeah, Parent Trap. Yeah. Like. He was in that Picket Fences show in the 90s. Uh, he's also in that movie uh, Poison Ivy with Drew Barrymore in the 90s. Did you ever see that Ooh. one? No, I don't think I've seen that. Okay, interesting. Uh, John Hurt, who is like an absolute great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what did I write down as his some of his credits? Uh, Elephant Man is a big one. Um, v for Vendetta, one of his, oh, yeah. so I guess, more sort yeah, of recent yeah, ones. Well, yeah. what, what do you sort of relate John Hurt to? Um, John Hurt for me is always, uh, iconically, is always going to be Alien for me. It's the first movie I think of. He's so good at it. But the 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 next step, and not to pigeonhole him per se, but the next the next movie I think of when I think of John Hurt is literally Spaceballs, when he cameos <laughs> as, in it, as, as, the same as, as the same character. <laughs> oh, so, so good. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't, again, I don't want to pigeonhole him, but he has a phenomenal list of movies that he's done, and some oh, of the movies he's, also in something, something, some other small thing called Harry Potter. Um, oh yeah, he plays Ollivander, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. We should yeah. do Harry Potter one day. We one should. Day. That might yes. be good. Very, very. Maybe big. we should bring somebody in to do that with us. Maybe. Uh, I got the gal for you. Dun, I got dun, the gal. Dun. As if we're foreshadowing. We also <laughs> have uh, Ian Holm, who uh, is uh, Bilbo Baggins from Lord of the Rings yep. and and, uh, uh, and the Hobbit, and uh, he's in Ratatouille. Um, I also loved him in The Fifth Element. Yeah. He's he, he's, he's also fantastic in this movie. That put it this way, there's like maybe seven or eight actors in this movie, and they're all fucking fantastic. Yeah, actually, <laughs> if you want a really good Ian Home Ian Home film, watch Lord of War. He's phenomenal in that. Oh, yeah. I remember that movie. Uh, Yafit Koto. Yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, I, I liked his character. Oh yeah, I just can't remember anything else. I, he's from um, he's from Living Let Living Let Die. The the James oh, Bond yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's from Midnight Run. All right, you a Midnight Run fan? No. Okay. Um, uh, he's also in Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, which is one of the worst Freddy movies, but he's in it, which is cool. I did not like Lambert. I found her so annoying. As a character? Yes. Yeah, she's the worst. Oh. Acts it well, though, right? Sure. I guess so, but I'm like, are you just acting this character shitly? Yeah. Or are you doing it so well? Like, it's it's so hard to tell. Like, I just could not stand her. Like, I don't barrack for people to die, but I was really hoping that it happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get, I get what you're talking about. She should have died before Dallas for sure. Well, you know what? Um, Harry Dean Stanton is, like, the only other actor we haven't mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> I love Harry Dean Stanton. How good is yeah. he? Yeah, he is phenomenal. Yeah. And not in just in that movie, but in all the movies that he's in. 
Yeah, and uh, I guess uh, Bolaji uh, Badeo uh, is the seven-foot-tall actor who's in the Aliens. Yeah, and he's only got mm. one movie credit as far as, if I remember correctly. Mm. What? And just for Alien? This. Just for Alien, yeah. I didn't know if he meant, like, one more. Yeah, no, one? no, that was it, and then he just sort of disappeared into Do you obscurity. think he was just a part of crew, and they were like, we need someone, No, well, I, let's I, go. I, I don't know, and it's interesting, obviously, with the amount of concept, obviously, with all the Aliens that came, all the, all the Alien movies that came out afterwards, I would have thought that he would have been the first pick to reprise his role, but mm. yeah, he's only got one credit to his name. But the Aliens are very different in Aliens. True, but I mean, you know, it's, it's prosthetics, right, and yeah. digital, digital effects. Yeah. I mean, you need somebody in the suit, or you need somebody to do it, and I just would have thought that he would have been the first pick. I feel they're a lot more animalistic in part two, where it's yeah, more maybe. humanoid in part one. But well, yeah, I think the concept concept behind part one was really more about the suspense because you don't really see them all that much. No, it's, it's not about seeing them. It's about the build up to what's happening before that. Yeah, true. Uh, I'm giving it a, a big whopping full one out of one for the casting because like I said, every single person absolutely slays and they're all really good actors and do it well. Fair. Josie? Uh, I did a 0.5 because I, I know... Uh, like most of the actors, but I wasn't like, oh my God, they're amazing. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. It gets a one from me. It's a solid cast. And what I also really like about, I really like movies with small casts that do well. Yeah. So they don't rely on large yeah, casts to, to fill the gap. Yeah, there wasn't a lot uh, a part of it, was there? Yeah. And just in case you're wondering, Aliens has an absolutely belting cast. It does. They it's are so it. good. We'd we be, we be still talking about the cast alone for, far, for half an hour, I reckon. Let's bring someone in for that so we can make it longer. Um, basic score and soundtrack again. We're, we're, we're teetering whether we should change this topic or not. <sighs> but um, Yeah, I, there was just... Got? I had to give it a zero. Like there was just nothing there for me to to give. Look, for me as well, it's a zero. Um, and you know what? I've literally just comment, uh, copied and pasted my last comments from it. Um, look, it's the the music is basically non-existent and much uh, and not much of a feature for the film. However, there are solid effects and intense music when it's requ- when it's required. See, I've gone point five, so I'm smack in the middle of the the scoring system that we go with, either a zero, a point five, or a one. I thought it was a great score. Very simple. It's mild and somber in part and mm. almost like an eerie sort of peacefulness when it needs to be like when the, the first eight minutes or whatever you said when Thank no you. one's yep, speaking. Seven minutes. The score carries that. It has some great suspenseful hitting, um, like really good building moments towards a big payoff. And I just think it fits amazingly. But at the same time, it doesn't quite stand out that I can hum it off the top of my head. It's, it's not, whereas the sequel does. It's not memorable. Oh. No, it's not yeah, all yeah, that much. It's not memorable. But yeah, I've gone, I've gone, I've got, it's, 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 it's pretty mid range, but I think it's very effective. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, basic plot and story. I would like your thoughts, Josie. Mine. Uh, well, I was just talking to Adam before we um, got on board here about that the first half I thought was boring as batshit. Second <laughs> half, I started to get into it and then it finished. Yep. So I've given it a 0.5 literally just for the fact that half of the movie I appreciated. That's yeah. more of a pacing. I want to know about the actual story. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like there was no story. Ooh. I know. Oh, Lee. As Ooh. I said, the first seven minutes, it's just like showing the ship. And it's I'm, letting you know that these are regular, regular workers. I'm sorry. I'm so super defensive, Josie. You know oh, I love it's, you. Yeah, no, but it, like just for me, I, as I said, I don't know if it's because I'm just not into these genres, but like I was just like, this is not appealing to me whatsoever until there started to be action and more chaos and things like that. What was the turning point? Um, the, um, when they came back 
and the alien was on the face. Okay, from the cave. So, so not even when they went into the spaceship initially. No. Like, you know, when they're actually looking around and it's all massive and spacious and there's I, some weird thing said, with its the, chest broken out. I loved the settings. I thought the settings of the movie were insane, especially for the 70s. But I didn't really get into it until they actually got back and the alien was on the face no. and, you know, they lost it and then it jumped out and, you know, things actually started to really kick in and happen. Did the egg do anything for you? No. That's interesting. Adam? Christ. I feel like a fence city here, so I want to hear pros and cons. Really? Okay, I, I gave it full marks. Um, no, we are all shocked about that. What? No, no, okay. Sorry, Josie says it's not really about much. You've got these general working class people. You've got a class superiority system within the actual... Yep, spaceship yeah, itself. Yeah, but they don't give a shit about it. No, but what I'm saying is that, like, you've got, say, um, Yafik Kodo and, and uh, Harry Dean Stanton. They're, like, your grunts. They're your ship workers. They're there to fix shit. Mm-hmm. You've got um, Dallas, uh, Tom Skerritt, who is, like, the captain of the ship. You've got the actual worker people. You've got your grunts. You've got your science guy and all that stuff. And then they go and investigate this thing. Um, what did my exact right words write? I wrote, it's just amazing. This story of this, uh, they're in isolation because it's super isolated, okay? There's mm-hmm. a looming threat and a lot of indecisiveness. The fact that Ripley is the one person that goes, no, there's quarantine protocols. We let you back on this ship. Everyone could get infected with whatever the fuck yeah. is on this guy. And then obviously we find out why Ash lets him in. Um, people needing to get out and survive. There's that kind of like survival sort of instincts kicking in. What the hell do we do? Something's out there. It's like when you are ready to go to bed at night and you find a fucking cockroach in your lounge room and you can't sleep unless this fucking thing dies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, except it's a giant alien that will kill you. Um, and then meanwhile... What, what, what kind of house do you live in? <laughs> Mirror Booker, bro. Uh, um, the book when the cockroaches. Meanwhile, there's the amazing, like, just fucking brilliant twist of the business side of it where they've just been set up from the get-go to go and interrogate that's, this thing. That's where I got insanely intrigued. That's when I was like, this is a story. This is what I'm intrigued about. This is what I want to watch. And then it was towards right at the end. Well, it's, it's basically also what spawns the rest of the franchise well, too. Yeah. But we don't know that at the time. Yes. Um, so you've got the the the, um, the Wayland yutani company has sent these people to here to go and find this thing because this particular alien, which Ash quotes, is the perfect organism, which can be used for so many different things. Like they said, you know, it's got a perfect um, defense mechanism. You wouldn't dare try and kill it because it's got acid for blood. Mm-hmm. Um and um, yeah, so there's all that side of it. Obviously, Ash, the the android, you find out is an android. Did yeah, that freak I, you out? Yeah, I was like, oh, plot twist. I like that. But As, it's a solid plot twist, though. Yeah, yeah. Both of those points are really, and they come around at the same. But you point. see, like the crumbs that Ripley lays, like all through the movie, she's like, I don't trust him. I don't trust him. And everyone's like, whatever. And yeah. then it's just like, bam, she was right. But also, like at the start, like uh, Stanton and, and Yafit Koto, they're, they're like, oh, you know, do we get bonuses for this? Like, you know, it's like regular mm-hmm. people shit in a completely different setting. I wrote uh, perfection. <laughs> <laughs> this movie fucking rules, man. Righto. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually sort of a, cons- a little concerned about the potential final score that this is going to get from Adam. <laughs> <laughs> it's me with 10 things all over Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, look, for me, uh, the storyline is phenomenal. Uh, I've actually written that it paved the way for sci-fi genre, uh, genre for the next 40 years. Do you think that 2001 almost laid the seeds that this bear from. I'm going to get that into that in a little in, okay. a little, in, in, in a little bit. But yeah, obviously, look, it's an iconic film. And again, I'm going to mention the fact that obviously it's something to which most uh, modern day sci-fi films would probably compare themselves to. Like this is the pinnacle. 
Yeah. Um, look, as far as the storyline is concerned, I actually agree with both of you. Um, look, the storyline itself obviously picks up, um, and it is phenomenal in the sense that they're not soldiers, and it needs to be pointed out that they're not soldiers. They're just mm-hmm. regular, everyday people, um, but they get fucked up, right? Yeah. Uh, and and I think I think I think the concept behind that is is that if if you were in that situation, that's exactly what would happen to you. Yeah. And the reason why Ripley survived is not because she was necessarily good. She was just incredibly lucky. Mm. Um, I was actually just really shocked at how early Dallas died, especially as like one of the, you know, main characters, you know, he was the, you know, top dog type thing. I kept being like, oh, no, he's going to come back type of thing because you know how they were like, oh, we didn't find his body, blah, 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 blah. I was like, he's going to come back. Does he come back later or something? Are you both looking at me well, like, he was, oh, te- he was technically alive, sort of. I was going to say, was, what version did you see? Yeah, because he was hibernating. Where did, where did you watch it? Uh, Stan, maybe. Really? Stan? Okay, I watched it on Disney. So we oh, would have, we would have got the standard version. There is a deleted scene which goes into the director's cut, which only really makes decent sense when you get to the sequels. So you, uh, when Ripley is exiting the ship, yeah, Dallas is actually like partially alive, stuck to the side of a wall. Most of them are. Ah, most yeah, of them yeah. are. It's not just Dallas. Most of them are, and he's alive. He's alive, so he's been oh. kept alive so by ba- the yeah, alien. He's, he's basically like he's cocooned. So did he come back? No, 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 no. Like, I mean, you know, that, that's he's it. Done. That's it. But yeah, because I'm pretty sure I, um, I, I kind of cheated. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I cheated to be like, does he come back? And went to like the sequels and no. then he wasn't in there. I was no. like, oh, okay. But thing, uh, apart, apart from the initial person who, who dies, mm. uh, Dallas is the first to go by the alien's hand. Yeah, no, 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 no. Well, yeah, John is. Well, that's what I meant. Like yeah. apart from the from the alien, yeah, right, you know okay. what I mean. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry, do continue, Lee. Your thoughts on story? Sorry. Um, look, yeah, for a score for me, it's um, it's it's a one. It's definitely a one for sure. However, however, I'm going to deduct points because we're talking also the inclusive. Uh, this particular category is also inclusive of tempo, and it loses marks because I agree with Josie that it takes too long to get there. Oh, yeah, look, mm-hmm. I, I will not deny that. It is a very slow start. The the pay, once once um once they actually as soon as they actually land on the planet, it's 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 all guns blazing from yep. there on yeah. in and I think it's a phenomenal film. The build up from it to get from there to there is just I get what they're trying to do and it's all part of the susen- the suspense because it's not supposed to be an action film. It's supposed to be a thriller film with action as part of that. Um you know, the main focus isn't about the action itself, but obviously there are important action sequences. Um, but because it took too long, it drags, and yep. I get it. Um, and if you're not 100% invested in it, you're either 100% or nothing. Or nothing. Um, but it's easy to miss things because you can miss things, and they're important. As mm-hmm. much as I would think about deducting points for that sort of slow build and slow burn, um, the reason why I can't is that if you also think of the concept of the alien itself, the fact that there are those weird little eggs yep. and they shoot out a face hugger that will hug your face, wrap its tail around your neck to choke you mm-hmm. as well, and shove something down your throat to impregnate you with something that then, like a chest-bursting scene leading to what is one of the most iconic like visuals in a movie of what the xenomorph actually looks like. All the originality and amazement of all of that together yep. is just I also, I, also, I also think that Adam also. <laughs> the hell are you laughing about, Josie? I also think that Adam actually did deduct points for uh, for the uh, the slow burn of the film, and he actually that's how he got to one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not bad, not bad. Okay, 
favourite scenes? Um, I am, I'm very interested to hear your favourite scenes. Yeah. Um, I actually really enjoyed the dinner scene uh, with Kane. Is that who it is? Yeah. Kane? Yep. Yeah. John um, Hurt, yeah. Kane. Um, when well, when he comes back, when he comes back, yep. and you know his, you know that like something's not right. But um, again, I keep tried to visualize it as if you know back in the seventies watching it, and just how you know this alien burst out of his body, and just how they did it and how they created it. I was like, that was really a really good scene, like how they how they did it. Yep, fair enough. Um, look, I, I'm as cliche as it is. The chest burst scene is phenomenal. Mm. Um, it's it's got to be on everyone's list, right? Le- legitimately, it's obviously a such. See? A, I know what's good. I you know do. what's yeah, good. It's, it's such a massive part of the pop culture, uh, the pop culture scene, but it, it stands up because it's it's there for for good reason. Yeah, definitely. Um, I put the entering of the spaceship. Yep. Um, of the um the oh, it's got a name, but anyway, the where you see the space jockey. Um, with its chest bursted, yeah. and then when he sees the eggs and stuff, the egg opening up, all that's just basically all that shit. Sign me up. Uh, I wrote that the chest bursting scene's iconic. Um, I also feel like the Ripley exiting the ship and the way how that builds, I just absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of like heart racing kind of. Yep. It also helps. That there's a countdown. Yeah, yeah. I was oh, yeah. Say, yeah which, it always uh, makes you so like <laughs> yeah, when she's put yeah. the self destruct on. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Especially when she sort of gets to that point where she tries to stop the self the self destruct and it doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. Mother. Yeah. Um, you're finding out that Ash is an android with ulterior motives. That's a phenomenal scene. Oh yeah. When you find out that he is. Even that scene with you know, Ash still alive with just the head yeah. and things. I'm like, how, like, wow, for that time, they did a really yeah. good job. Yeah. Um, I also wrote down anything with the cat because I find the cat so random, but like every scene, like it just, I just cracked up a little bit because so I was like, what? We're not in fun facts yet, but there's actually a reason why uh, that cat is so important and it's okay. because of Ridley Scott. Oh, I, I know why the cat's such a good actor. Why? They put a German Shepherd in front of it to get it to react. Yeah, that's part oh. of my... There, there yeah. goes all of my okay, special mentions. Okay, but yeah. yeah. I feel like great, there's... Great like cat acting though, by the way. Great. That's, that's how good the fucking cast of this movie is. They got <laughs> a, cat a cat that is. knocks it out of the park. So so the concept behind it... I'll drop it now. The yeah, concept the concept behind it is, is that Ridley Scott was actually asked about why the cat was so important. And he mm-hmm. actually said, look, if I was on the ship, I'd want to save my dog. Yeah. Interesting. That's why the cat has okay. such a massive impact well, it on just, it. A I cat feel makes like more sense than a dog on a spaceship too. Yeah. The cat like almost pretty much killed everyone because, you know, the the guy went to find the cat, he got killed and then, you know, um Ripley Ridley, Yeah, Ripley. Yeah, Ridley, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, they they like they go back for the cat all the time or try to save the cat and they end up almost dying or dying and I'm just like, wow, everyone's Really committing I, to I the do cat. have a question about it. I can't remember this. And obviously, you know the movie pretty well. So let's see if it jogs, a me- it jogs your memory or not. Obviously, they're in hypersleep. Yep. Um, and obviously, the concept of hypersleep is so you don't age and obviously mm-hmm. you can get to places quicker, et cetera, et cetera. Was the cat in hypersleep? I think it is, yeah. But did they ever show that? I think you see Isn't it, it right at the no, end? in the end it's with Ripley. Yeah, yeah in yeah. the end. No, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about at the beginning of the film when they're all the pods I don't, are, I don't think you see it at the start. When all the pods yeah, open up. I yeah, yeah. Where, where is, the cat, is the cat just alive? Is no, someone yeah, like I, spooning it? What's yeah, going on there? Maybe it's got a little mini, like a little, little, <laughs> like a little, <laughs> a little, a little mini capsule thing. Um, I also just got the final sequence is when she's actually on the escape pod, the ship's blown up. She thinks she's safe. She's um in her little tiny whities and um I w- yeah I was a bit like 
Oh, okay. The, you know what? Her, her and her tidy white is that whole concept is basically iconic for uh, basically her in the film. My f- in the, all the films. What, the funniest bit for me was like just be no. She's in a singlet and her underwear. That's basically a, it's a gawny weaver across all four films, basically. But then like her butt cracks fully out and stuff. Like yeah, I was, it is. It's just I'm like pull your underwear up. What are no, you doing? No. And uh, then she finds out that the aliens actually on the yeah, escape, escape yeah. pod, which is that whole end in sequence. I, I really dug. I was um, not expecting that to be honest. I just yeah, thought oh, it was. Good. I just thought I'm it was glad. done. Yeah. You know, I thought, yep, see you bye. But yeah, it's the, it's the it's final a, punch. It's you know, it's the false finish. And then yeah. she's like, oh fuck, here we go again. Jesus. Yeah, yeah like hold onto the cat. Hop into the costume, <laughs> yeah. like hops into the. I just okay. So I love the little bits of realism throughout this movie. I'm going to go another fucking rant here, Lee. Um, Should I just tap out now? No, no, no. You're good. You, can you I enjoy go with this. <laughs> but the little things about this movie that just make it so much better than your, your standard sci-fi shit. Yeah. So like they're on this other spaceship. Yeah. Condensation everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're on this ship eating dinner, and at the time, like they're all smoking. You know what I mean? Little things like just the, the tiny little details in this movie that are so good that, that just make everything feel that's, so lifelike. That's such a that's such a seventies slash eighties thing, though. It is, and I fucking love it. But it, ironically, and I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna harp on about this. It's such a seventies slash eighties thing, but obviously it's not necessarily impact or it's not necessarily true for 2022. Sorry, 2122 when it's supposedly set. And I'm gonna jump on this actually because this is something that I've actually written down. It's not so much a scene per se, but it's more of an overview of the whole movie. Um, the movie's supposed to be set in 2122, but the computers for that time and everything tech-wise that would have been con- considered futuristic at the time that it was released it doesn't hold up now. Yeah, but that's also like you watch Prometheus. It said before the movie, and the tech looks amazing. That's that's my point. That's exactly my point. Obviously, Prometheus came out as the prequel, and all the tech in that is just ten times. Well, no, yeah. uh, it's in a different. It's in a different. Um, a different atmosphere. But you can't sling shit at a movie being a product of its own time. No, no, no. I know, but I guess it's more of a gripe more than anything else because it's supposed to be super futuristic, but it's really not. But parts of it still, I think, hold up. Oh yeah, yeah. And look, you know, the sound effect. Sorry, the the, uh, the visual effects and obviously the storyline itself. Don't get me wrong. I'm Spaceship looks phenomenal. I'm not griping at the film. The film, the film is great. I'm just saying, I just find it interesting that you know everything's supposed to be super high tech, and yet they're still doing the uh, you know the old school, yeah, 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 the old school dial up kind of like uh, fax machines with the uh, the printer paper and stuff. And I actually, I was uh, again, I like occasionally listen to other podcasts about uh, the movies we're doing, and one made a really good point. If Mother itself spoke instead of wrote script, everyone would say it's ripping off two thousand and one. Yep. Yeah, well, that's fair. Yeah, but so, I think that was that that was the concept for the time, though. Yeah, because you fair. needed you needed AI, and there was no other way to do it. It was also really good when it came to delivering the message that the crew's expendable. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, okay, um, yeah. Look, I love everything. I gave this a, a big whopping <laughs> one out of one. Um, also, the the visuals. Every my favorite scene is anything that uh, H R Giga is a very famous artist, and he did all the all the conceptual art of what the inside of the foreign spaceship looked like. Mm-hmm. The space jockey, the eggs, the actual alien xenomorph himself, the face hugger, and all that. He designed all that shit. He was a real pioneer in his artwork. He did a lot of airbrush stuff and like biomechanical stuff. I absolutely Absolutely love everything this guy does or did. Sorry, he's no longer with us. But um, just the visuals from that scene and the way the alien looks, the mouth inside the mouth and all that, and the shape of the head and that. Like a lot of his drawings and artwork as well is like very phallic and very sexual. Um, did you notice that the alien's head looks like a giant dong? Yes. Oh, there you go. Josie picked up on that. It was just such a weirdly shaped head. So, the, so, like... so the, uh, the, 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 um, yeah, the alien's a big dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's not where I was going, but oh. all right. Oh, I thought you were. Um, okay, uh, general uh, attractiveness. So your, your general appeal of this movie. Does this appeal to you, Lee, as a sci-fi fan? I, I think I've already commented on mm-hmm. this several times. Like the answer yeah, is obviously have. 100% yes. Yeah, we don't need to harp on about I, that. When I did it, I didn't really do like the appeal for me because we all know that, you know, this is not my genre. But, but I it did will it. will be. Oh, questionable. <laughs> I did it. I did it more in the way that, like, this was done what forty four years ago, and like, I people are still harping on about it. Like, it's still massive. It's still you know such a big deal. Um, As I've said throughout this whole pod, that I've absolutely loved the set, the props. You know what they did for the late seventies. I just I really appealed to that. That is what um, I gave it actually a one for the appeal because of how much I appreciated what they did back then and how amazing it still looks now. Cause I feel like I, I see some like nineties films and I'm just like, Oh dude, well, I your, think your set is like, it's horrible. Yeah, I, like, think, I can, think that's part of the reason why it was so successful yeah. because you know, it was all the, and Adam touched on this before, but it's all of the little things that make it great. Mm. It feels human. Yep. Like it feels like, well, alien, but yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. Budget of, did, uh, you, just, did you just laugh at my I joke? Did, Josie? Because I was like, oh, why? <laughs> I don't want to be here. Oh, uh, the budget was $11 million and it made $106 million worldwide back in 1979. General appeal and attractiveness. I wrote a big one and wrote, this is my fucking jam. It's a, <laughs> so it's, it's a horror classic. It's a sci-fi classic and it's a masterclass in suspense. Ooh. Also, you want to talk movies that have cool taglines. Do you know the tagline for this movie, Josie? Alien. No. <laughs> Jesus. Dong head. <laughs> Uh, the, the, the Perfection, apparently. Yeah. The tagline for this movie is "In space, no one can hear you scream," which I find interesting because oh. it's a very, very famous tagline, but nobody mentions that at all in the film. It's not a no. line from the movie. It's just, it's yeah, yeah. But it's also very, very, uh, very, very uh, famous for it, and it's very, very closely associated with that film. Like you drop that on any sci-fi cinephile, and they'll be like, "Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about." Yeah, exactly. Uh, notable. That's the regular five categories out the way. I would like any notable quotes from anyone, Josie. Um, I only had two because, uh, again, this is this is not my jam. This is you guys. I am surprised that you don't have 50. <laughs> Shock. But um, I feel like you son of a bitch was dropped a lot. You know, it's um, it was said throughout the film and then right at the end when she thought she was done and dusted and she drops it again. Um, and I also did the right, you know, the scene where they're like, can you stop saying right? And he's like, right. 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 They were my two quotes that were quite stuck in my head for me. You guys? You've stolen my right quote. I Sorry. Love, I love that it's scene. It's so good, right? right. That, that, that scene is... Right. He's just rolling a smoke. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Right. Right. But, right. but it's such right. a very Harry Dean Stanton thing to do because if you watch any of his other films, he's, he's, that's that's just how he is. How he is. Yeah. I also like that the scene ends, everyone walks away and he just goes, right. right. Yeah. 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 But, you know, final thing. Um, okay, I've got one in particular. I've mm-hmm. got Ash's full conversation when he's a severed head. Oh. And, yeah, okay. uh, they do the bit. And uh, just the main one is, you know, um, she's like, what was the special order? And he says, you know, you read it. I thought it was quite clear. What is it? Bring back the life form. Priority one. All other priorities are rescinded. Then um, they go back and forth for a bit. And Ripley's like, how do we kill it? There's got to be a way of killing it. And he's like, you can't. She's like, that's bullshit. And this is the part I love. He goes, you still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? The perfect organism. Its structural perfection is matched only by its hostility. She says, you admire it. And then he says, I admire its purity. 
a survivor unclouded by conscience, remorse, or delusions of morality. Fuck yeah. And his, um, head, and his head shaped like a dong. And Bam. his head shaped, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, the perfect organism is a line that you'll hear throughout the franchise as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, that, that's, that's all I got. I got that in the whole sort of like uh, it's a defense mechanism. You know, you wouldn't dare kill it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, you got any fun lines? Yeah, right look, um, uh, when Ash and uh, when Ash and uh, Ripley are talking, uh, just after they've let they've let Kane uh, and everybody else in, uh, and um, and Ripley's finally having a go at Ash, calls him out on his shit. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, it's an interesting combination of elements that make uh, make him a tough little son of a bitch." He's talking about the face hugger. See, son uh, of a bitch, right? dropped again. Um, but then uh, it was a lot more common back then. And Ooh. it's the way it's the way that Ripley responds with, "And you let him in." That's it's a, it's a terrific line. Obviously, you know, she was ready to, to throw down. I did um, say before, but I do feel sorry for her. Like the throughout the, you know, movie, no one listens to her. Like yeah, well, no one takes her seriously. No one like look where it gets. Yeah, up. and just going back to that whole yeah. Veronica Cartwright slash Lambert character about how she's just an absolute douchebag. Yes. That's the whole point, right? Um, and then the concept is maybe I should have a maybe I should have left him outside. Maybe I've jeopardized the rest of us, but that was a risk I was willing to take. And then she follows that up with it's 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 a little bit of sarcasm, but it's not. Um, and I think it's really it's a really uh, important line for the movie because it just foreshadows all the shit that's about to go down. Mm. But she basically drops after that. Um, that's a pretty big risk for a science officer. Officer, uh, it's a, not exactly out of the manual, is it? Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he goes, "I do take my responsi- responsibilities as seriously as you. You know, you do your job and let me do mine." Yes. So that's that specifically is basically like that. That whole conversation is just basically what's going to happen. And he knew that he was. Going, yeah, what was but, but he's doing the directive that he's supposed to be doing. And the, the directive is bring it back. Yeah, but the audience doesn't bring know that doesn't know that you. yet. But obviously Ripley's got her own her own yeah. things going on and no one's listening to her. Chelsea just sung X Club seven yeah, no, I heard that. podcast. I heard that. <laughs> Um, that, that's that's we should we should jack the uh, we should jack the soundtrack back up to point five because uh, <laughs> we should just add that just as uh, you know as people are dying. Um, the, I've also got the uh, when um, when obviously uh, Ripley and um, Ripley uh, Parker and um, and Lambert are left. Um, sorry, uh, yeah, Ripley Parker and uh, Lambert are left, and he, she's like, um, "That's the only way we'll move in pairs." Uh, we'll go step by step and cut off every bulkhead and every vent until we have it cornered, and then we'll blot the fuck out into space. Is that acceptable to you? Yeah, badass um, bitch, love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like Bam. like she's just trying to get everyone just to shut up and let's get on with it. And yeah. everyone's like, all right, finally, let's just get it done. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, random fun facts and extras. I'm just leave Josie, you to it. this is your, this your is, time to shine. This is you too. I thought I'd give you guys some extra time to. Let it all out. Uh, Josie's going to be singing S Club Seven in the background while <laughs> yeah. we do this. Uh, well, we already touched on the cat was uh, had a play, had a German Shepherd placed in front of it to get it to react. Mm-hmm. Uh, the face hugger was originally green. Yep. That's oh. Yeah. yeah so that. But when um, when they uh, I don't know whether it was Dan o, I think it was Dan O'Bannon, uh, not Ridley Scott. They saw it before they painted it, and it was like a flesh color, and they were like, "Oh no, this is that's this is a lot more better, creepier." Yeah. 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 What do you got, brother? Uh, it was a last minute pitch to give the alien acid blood. Really? Yeah, oh. so they did it last minute, but the reason why they did it is to effectively make the alien god mode. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so like everything about it is perfect. Perfect going, organism. Yeah, going yeah. back to it, right? Fuck so yeah. like they were sort of going through it and going, all right, and that's the reason why they're like, why don't we just blow it up? Or why don't we just shoot it? It'll go through, burn through the hole. Yeah, um, yeah. so we, we need a reason why they just can't do that. This is the reason why. There you go. So smart. Uh, oysters and sheep kidneys were used when they were dissecting the face hugger. You know, the mm. autopsy. Yeah, yeah. After it falls off and there's all the little, 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's uh, oysters and sheep kidneys. How expensive? Are you ready for this? <laughs> this might blow your mind a little bit. Cool. Will it though? The character of Ripley, mm-hmm. obviously Sigourney Weaver, um, was supposed to go to somebody else. Who was that? Did you know this, Adam? Maybe. Who? Meryl Streep. No. Christ. Imagine Street. that. Apparently, um, uh, the only reason why Sigourney Weaver got it was because Meryl Streep was actually in the process of mourning the the death of her partner at the time. Oh, oh. shit. Yeah. That's, that's quite sad. But um, I, as And that's a fun little tidbit, right? But I want you to think about the film and obviously the, 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 uh, the, the subsequent films after that, not with Sigourney Weaver, but with Meryl Streep in it. Streep wouldn't have done the sequels. No, that's what I was just thinking. But you, but you can't do the sequels because Sigourney Weaver's already done it. Yeah. Like, she's already the character. She's already paved the way. That's oh, yeah, done. I see what you mean, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. You know, so it would have been – and for me, I think it would have been a completely different film. Yeah. I would say if, yeah. like, Meryl did it, she'd be, like, one and done. Yeah, mo- most probably. But, I mean, I think the – I also yeah. don't see Meryl Streep as that tough Well, I think that's the – you know, um, that's Have the, you seen Devil's Wear the Prada? No, I haven't. Because oh she's, you know, tough ass bitch in Look, that one. Adam, if you're not going to do Heartbreakers, we've got to do Devil's Wear Prada. Devil Wears Prada. Hey, I'm I'm up for whatever because I'm going to watch make you guys watch some terrible shit. Oh boy. Um, I wrote about HR Giga doing designs of the aliens and the inside of the ship. That guy is phenomenal. If you've never seen his artwork, check him out. He is just incredible. Um, the original cut of the film was three hours long. Yep, I saw that. That was oh that's boy. interesting. And Even the director's cut's not that long. And I, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall watching Josie oh. watch an hour and a half of the intro. Introduction. <laughs> oh, I just don't know where that extra time would be. Like, I what more do you need? Love to see a three-hour cut of this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, don't get me wrong. It like it probably is an hour and a half before they hit the ship. But um, you know what? Uh, I'm here for it. But anyway, uh, total scores from us all. Hang on, I got more. Oh shit! Oh. What do you got? Do you have more? Because I have more. No, I whittled mine down. Okay. Um, Ridley Scott cites three movies that ins- three movies that inspired this movie. Go on. The Empire. Sorry, I knew, sorry. Star Wars: A New Hope. Cool, mm-hmm. buddy. Number yes. one. Um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Interesting. And and the third and final one is a, a, a Space Odyssey. I would have thought Jaws. So interestingly enough, like all three of them together, he's actually specifically said these are the three reasons why this movie is the way that it is. And you think about it, it actually makes sense. It I makes get the, total sense. I get the Jaws concept, but if you actually add all three of these together, yeah. it's got elements of all three of these movies in it. It really does. Um, here's something that's going to blow your mind. Ridley Scott wasn't even the first pick for director. Who was? Uh, they had a whole list of people, and the reason why they didn't choose them is because they didn't really care about it because they didn't think it was going to work. Yeah, right. It was a British production as well, wasn't it? I uh, don't know, maybe. Oh. Pretty sure they both are, the first one and the second one. Um, first R-rated movie to receive a toy line marketed towards children. Ah, uh, yeah. That's oh, a fun little tidbit yeah, really? for you. Yeah. Um, and um, this is my last one, and I know I go over three all the time, but I'm just going to do this because this I'll, is I'll allow the it. fun little fat corner. Brian Johnson, who obviously the, they won uh, they won the uh, Oscar for special and visual effects, right? He's the guy behind that. He was actually currently working on Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back when he was doing that film. Um, but he's also, he's also responsible for special and visual effects for 2001 A Space Odyssey and The NeverEnding Story. 
So this guy's just the goat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, <laughs> so he's like, he's like, he's like the uh, what's the the name of that composer that just does all the good stuff? Oh, John Williams. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's just the go-to guy for visual effects, and mm. you know that, and and it makes sense. You take a look at his resume; it's pretty solid. Can you imagine within a calendar year being involved in special effects on Empire Strikes Back and Alien? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You well, could hang up your hat for life. On well, that I was shit. about to say, yeah, like as far as job interviews are concerned, you just need to put that on your resume and then yeah. you're done, right? Just, just a blank page and just those two titles. Yeah. Yes. Little, right. little, I mean, even still. Space Odyssey is like fucking old, and the like the, the spaceship stuff in that is incredible. Yeah, and I think I think the one of the reasons why it holds up, very similar to Alien, is obviously the small things. It's the little yeah. things that make but it great. But that's Kubrick, man. Kubrick is. I can't wait till we do one of his movies on this show. Yeah, but it also depends on how crazy you want to go, right? Because he's a bit cooked. Yeah, yeah, he's totally cool. Yeah, he's a bit cool. Yeah, love him though. All right, um, scores. Scores. Mm-hmm. So IMDb have given it an 8.5 out of 10 out of 896,000 people. Ooh. A lot of people seen it. That's a pretty solid a score. One. 8.5 out of 10 is huge. Whether that many people voting as well, that's mm. a big, big I feel a bit score. bad that I'm going to – I'm drawing this down. All right, okay. I think we can put Josie last. Yeah, I'd like, definitely. I think we should definitely put Josie last. Uh, and I think, um, not to be too predictable about it, Adam? Uh, 4.5. Four and a half. Wow, I really yeah. thought you were going to go the whole way. So you yeah. rate score, this. You score rate, went a, a touchdown. This is the Ooh. highest score I've given on this show so far. I was so just far. about to yeah. say, you rate this higher than Lethal Weapon. Yes, I do. Interesting. I'm not surprised by that, though. Is is this actually a top five movie kind of thing? No. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we're just, you know, tip of the iceberg here, my God, friend. God help you if we ever do an episode on Jaws. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh, it's oh. just going to be me. I'm going to record it myself. Fuck you guys. Yeah, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. There's no need for us to talk in that whole time. It gets 100%. Okay, 4.5 from me. Lily? Uh, Lily, what do we got? All right, um, I'm going to get you to guess because obviously you know I'm a fan of I'm, the film. What I'm four. I'm going four. Four, four? Yeah, I gave it a three and a half. Oh. Lee. Yeah, I know. Are you feeling okay? <laughs> Um, and uh, what's what's going to make Adam even more angry about this is I rated City Slickers higher than Alien. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you are proper I, fucked. I was thinking in my head and I was like, well, didn't you do a four for City yeah, Slickers? Yeah, yeah. You've got like... instantly forgettable and then you've got a, like a, a cinema changing movie. Whoop. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But I'm wrong. Get fucked. All right, Josie. Josie. I actually, it's not a, it's not a fail. It's a two and a half. Like it's a, okay. it's still a pass. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. feel like I actually would have really enjoyed it if it was Had the drag. second half. Yep. the whole time. Fair enough. So that's a ten and a half out of fifteen. Yep. Adam, <laughs> I had a bit of time. Um, so what? Maths, Lee. Yes. <laughs> Quick maths. Are you actually typing in maths? Seventy percent. We went seven percent. They went eighty-five percent. Yeah, we've 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 undercut this fucking cinematic perfection. But but I also feel like Adam's gonna Adam's gonna stab me in the car park for only giving it three and a half out of five. <laughs> I'm I, I need to get over the shock first. I thought at least a four. Yeah, it's only got a three and a half for me. That's okay. <gasps> Look, eventually we're gonna do aliens. And yeah. Okay. Dare I say I think Josie's really gonna like it. And you know that I haven't scored anything over a four. Yeah. What, what, hit, what I hit am, four? But I've also City Slickers hit City four. City Slickers hit what four. What else have you done? Um, You're fucked. Um, I know that uh, ten things you did. Ten, ten things. things had, uh, ten things I had about you got four. Okay. Uh, lethal Weapon got four. Yeah, mm. Lethal Weapon deserves four. Um, That's great. <laughs> hey, so does ten things. Ten yeah, things is great so, too. I enjoyed so, that. So yeah, there, there have been a few. I think Forrest Gump got four. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, okay, right. So when Lee bumps above four, he means it. Yeah, I'm so intrigued to know what will be above four. Yeah, well, I mean, I can't wait to do Stargate. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've held you long enough, my friends. Thank you so much for joining us on this. Uh, uh, well, Adam Pick, that's why I spoke far too much in this <laughs> fucking episode. But thank you so much for joining us. Uh, check us out where you can. Uh, we'll be back soon enough with another episode of Two Guys, a Girl, and a Movie podcast. But until then, my name is Adam. I'm Josie. And I'm still Lee. Yes, you are Lee. And that was Aliens. Coming up next, something. Pretty different, I think. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. You'll find out next on Two Guys, a Girl and a Movie Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Bye, guys. Bye.